This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As we've been reporting all morning, new national standards for long-term care were released in Ottawa today. These were promised by the Trudeau Liberals and compiled by the Health Standards Organization. The guidelines include a call for at least four hours of direct care every day and higher pay for those who work in nursing homes. And in case you missed it on Bob's News, here's the response from Ontario Long-Term Care Minister Paul Calandra when he was asked if he would impose these new standards. We'll take a look at them. I have uh, in the process of reviewing them. I have no interest in watering down what Ontario is already doing. So if if, uh, the federal standards don't meet our standards, I have no no qualms about saying uh, uh, that we will continue to follow Ontario's high standards. Well, Stakeholders were pretty incredulous at that comment. After Calandra had a say earlier this morning, I spoke with geriatrician Dr. Samir Sinha, who chaired the technical committee devising these standards. The Minister of Long-Term Care, Paul Calandra, was just asked about it, and uh, he basically said, well, I'll have a look at this. I just want to make sure that it aligns with Ontario's very high standards. Well, right now, Ontario um, uh, didn't do terribly well during the pandemic. Um, it had one of the worst performances in the country. And we know that Ontario standards, certainly, um, it does have some standards, but they are not at the standard of our, our, our national long-term care standards. The Ontario currently, as you know, Libby, is currently building 30,000 new beds and redeveloping 20,000 to 2015 pre-pandemic design standards which talk about having two people to a room, for example, where the new CSA standards speak to having everybody having their own room, their own private bathroom, because that from an infection prevention and control measure alone is much safer. So we actually know what good quality care needs to look like. And I can tell you with certainty, Ontario's current standards do not meet the snuff. Ontario has very weak enforcement and accountability measures. Ontario, unlike Quebec, does not mandate accreditation against these standards. So I'm glad that Minister Calandro will look at Ontario standards versus these. Hopefully he will realize that Ontario standards are woefully inadequate and get to work in implementing um, um, or updating his standards to reflect the new national standards. Among other things, he said, oh, uh, he thinks Ontario has the highest standards in the country and one of the highest inspector-to-home ratios. It might have a high inspector-to-home ratio, but I can tell you those inspectors are not inspecting against the standard, and I disagree. Ontario does not want to have one of the highest standards of care. If it did, it wouldn't have seen some of the worst death tolls in the country. So getting back to the meat of it, what are the standards that you are recommending? Yeah. So as you said, I was chairing the uh, the technical committee that was tasked with developing the new national long-term care standards uh, for Canada. And uh, this has been a 24-month process that involves uh, consultations with uh, close to 19,000 Canadians. And really, we focus on developing standards that speak to 
what care needs to look like in a long-term care home. So what care needs to look like for residents who are living there and what care needs to look like for those who are working uh, in those homes, including their working conditions, and what the governance uh, structures need to look like to make sure that we are making sure that residents can have um, a high quality of life, high quality of care, but also that those who are working in, in these settings also have good, healthy working conditions as well. So these were absolutely comprehensive. They look at all the details. And there's a complementary standard that was developed by the CSA group that actually focuses on what the design and operations of a home need to look like as well to also support things like infection prevention and control um, and also uh, quality of life. So what does CARE have to look like? So what we really focused on and what we heard loud and clear is that CARE it cannot be uh, based on what's uh, what's good for staff. It needs to be focused on what residents uh, actually want and need. So we call we call that resident-centered care. So the idea that we need to first of all find out who this resident is. You know, what are their care needs and preferences? For example, when do they like to have breakfast? Uh, what are the things that they like to do? What's important to them uh, in terms of uh, supporting their overall care needs? And then being able to create a care plan that includes them that can actually better support those care needs as well. So that's what we call resident-centered care. And it also respects the fact that sometimes residents may prefer uh, not to do things or to do things that could cause them to live with risk. So they might not want to use a walker, and, and even though that might make us a bit nervous that they, they could fall, if that's what they want to do and they're capable of making those decisions, we've got to enable them. We've got to support them. Um, and so that's what we talk about what care needs to look like uh, and how we can best enable that sort of care so that we're not creating warehouses or factories where we're simply just uh, treating residents like pieces of meat, but actually like human beings, and those who are working and caring for them, we're recognizing uh, that they need to be supported as well. Is there anything in there, uh, what about uh, number of hours of care per resident, uh, uh, things that are pretty standard? Absolutely. So we certainly talk uh, about uh, what we call appropriate staffing levels, appropriate staffing mix. Uh, and appropriate staffing ratios. So we explain that very clearly. And we also point to the evidence that says that right now the literature says that at least 4.1 hours a day is what direct care uh, per resident should look like. Right now, just in context, we know that Ontario prior to the pandemic was providing 2.75 hours of care a day, and its long-term care commissioners actually came out and pressured the government to agree to adopt that four-hour-a-day standard. Uh, Nova Scotia has since come on board with that. Manitoba has moved to 3.8. But we still have several parts of the country that are still delivering around the three-hour care-a-day mark, which really doesn't provide enough staffing and support to actually deliver what we call resident-centered care. So we really talk about, you know, what needs to be in place uh, and, and what homes need to be supported to do in order to actually reach these standards of care. And is there a timeline for that? Yeah, we, we basically say that we need to start doing this work now. What we do is we outline clearly over six sections and, and uh, 111 criteria exactly what that care needs to look like and, and the guidelines for how we can actually meet that. 
Uh, and we're and right now we know that 68% of homes across Canada will actually be uh, accrediting themselves against this new national standard, which is great. But I think it needs to be 100% of homes. And I think provinces and territories that have jurisdictional oversight here of long-term care need to make sure that their inspection, their enforcement, their accountability measures for their long-term care homes need to actually align with these standards. Because if they don't, then these standards become rather toothless uh, unless we actually tie real accountability measures to them as well. But these standards are voluntary. Right now, these standards are voluntary. Exactly. The federal government doesn't actually have jurisdiction over uh, this provincial and territorial responsibility. So we know that in provinces like Quebec, they have mandated in legislation the use of the standard for accreditation. I think that Quebec and all the other provinces should be doing not only that, but also should also be looking at how to actually say this becomes the basis of inspections, um, of enforcement, of quality measures. And if we don't do that, it'll be hard for us to be able to ensure that we are seeing this level of care being provided in all of our long-term care homes. What is to prevent this from just gathering dust uh, like many other reports if it's just voluntary? Yeah, so the the reason why I agreed to actually chair the uh, the committee that developed these standards was because I knew that 68% of Canadian homes would be adopting these standards as part of their accreditation. So they're not going to gather dust in that regard, but these standards could do so much more if they are fully implemented. So I think right now we have opportunities where provinces and territories are asking Ottawa for more money. Ottawa has already pledged at least $3 billion to support the implementation of these standards and improve long-term care. Ottawa is about to provide billions more to provinces to improve health care, including long-term care. I think it's an opportunity to say, yes, if provinces are willing to accept accountability, here's the ultimate form of accountability. New national standards, hot off the press, you know, why don't you align with them and we'll tie that money to them. Okay. Dr. Samir Sinha, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Libby. Okay. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we talk to the man of the hour, Mike Schreiner, the leader of the Ontario Green Party, uh, and the fact that he is considering accepting a draft offer from Ontario Liberals when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.